Hello and welcome to our Tag One Team Talk on Laravel, from the evolution of monolithic applications to the revolution of fully decoupled systems. I'm Michael Myers, the Managing Director at Tag One Consulting, and I'm joined today by Laszlo Horvath, our Senior Software Engineer. We're doing this talk in three segments. The first segment was an overview of Laravel. It was really awesome. Check it out. Uh, this segment, part two, is the evolution of development from monolithic apps to decoupled systems. And be sure to check out part three, which is the future of application development in Laravel. Laszlo, welcome back. Um, we mentioned uh, you know, some of these concepts in the overview. Um, at a high level, can you just, you know, before we dig into each and some of the pros and cons, can you just give people, you know, uh, you know, uh, the difference, you know, what is the monolithic approach? What is the, you know, fully decoupled approach? Yeah. So, uh, I won't go into a huge history or whatever here. So the base, basic differences in the monolithic way, you have everything in one place. So your, your code is basically generating the output and generating the output that's shown in the browser. So you have, you have this cycle and this stateless cycle, so to speak, where you just submit something, the server calculates it, spits it out, and then you get it in your browser. Uh, the decoupled way is where you have on one side, you have the front-end application and the other side, you have the back-end application and they, they communicate only through, through API endpoints. So one, can you could be able to i mean it rarely happens this is really rarely the case I, i'm yet to see it like really see it where you could basically just switch out the front end with something else and you get it and also on the other side you can switch out the back end to something else as long as the api signature is the same you you basically it's seamless so so this is this is like the that the whole whole thing and the, the fully decoupled way actually the, the front end applications are meant to mimic like how uh, normal applications work on your phone laptop uh, tablet whatever so all, all across all devices it should uh, in theory work like a, a normal app which means it's stateful so you can just click around quickly and the whole the whole experience should be undisrupted so it feels like it's flowing. So what are some of the, the challenges or problems with the monolithic approach to application development? Yeah, so uh, the, for me, the biggest, the biggest thing was that it's such, for me, it was such a huge waste of resources. So basically you go through this whole cycle, you want to change one checkbox, for example, and do a save, it will like send a bunch of things, then the server will be running and then it will return the response. So it, this whole, cycle like felt cumbersome uh, like especially if if you know how it can work and especially if you if you're like used to using uh like let's call them desktop apps or or native apps maybe it's a better name and then you jump into this and then you know you have to click and save and then wait for the response and then you know there's nothing on the page then something comes and it's, it's just somehow it's it feels very inefficient it increases the traffic every time you send, you get it back. You know, it's it's kind of, but it's it's also also feels old school. You know, we as people always like new things. Sometimes we're afraid, but we like trying it out. And if something new and shiny, you get drawn to it. And this just felt like uh, like such a huge waste of resources and and feels like really really old school. 
for also the, the second biggest thing for me was that it's for me it's really disruptive because I click and then I have to wait and I cannot do anything else because you know and if the internet is slow and if if there's some something on the server queries are slow I cannot do anything else I have to wait for for the response to come back and you know if you're doing a payment or doing something like every time I need to need to do a, a payment that's not marginal I'm like okay what if something goes wrong I mean I know how the banking systems work and everything I know it's it's foolproof and I know like you won't lose your money but every time like okay now I have to click and then then processes need to happen and I have to wait for the response and you know when it's non-disruptive and you stay on the same page where you have the same screen before you it's somehow you feel safer I'm like yeah, okay cool I'll just I'll click this and and that's it the button is disabled it's enabled I know it's true I have some feedback and and that's it and and the other thing was I mean I'm from the generation where you had your native apps and then you had the web pages and these two were completely different things like and your mindset was okay now I need to browse so I need to browse I need to you know I know what I'm in for so back back in the day, we I or I also like turned off images on the web page because I would need like minutes for a normal page to render, especially if the programmers were not good enough to know that they need to compress images, you know. And then I would end up <laughs> with broken pages. You just read the text and that's it. Whereas on the other side, you know, now okay, I need to type something. I need to I don't know do something on on the computer you had one type of experience and then you jump into the browser something else and you know it was it was like always shifting between between these two so this is also something that i think led to to more and more uh people and generally business moving to and realizing like oh, okay we need to maybe do it this way you know i'm, I'm not even sure who started it my first real great experience with this was with gmail so like gmail changed Changed the way emails were were done for me. Changed the way I think about the applications, and and basically like the whole experience with it was much more pleasant than than anything else I used online up to that point. So yeah, so this is like basically the distinction for me. Yeah, it's a really good analogy. I remember in the '90s, early '90s, you know, like those images progressively loading in, and it yeah. was, you know, and and it's it's an interesting analogy for you know monolithic applications and user experience, and there's tons of research on you know how quickly things happen and user engagement and increased revenue conversions and you know uh in a in monolithic monolithic applications often i see like when payment is handled by a third party you know that like url bounces back and forth and you yeah, end up yeah. on page it looks nothing like your application <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know yeah the, the user experience is 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 kind of off you know it's it's, yeah. oh, it's off it's inefficient on the back end resources side um, you know, there are, there are benefits to it, but, but there are, there are drawbacks. Um, at, at the same time, there are also challenges with a decoupled approach, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, um, you know, what are some of the issues that frustrate you from that perspective? <laughs> so as with everything, you know, we figure out what's bad with the current approach and then we're like, oh yeah, we have the answer. Let's do this. And then we jump into something else. And then over time we figure out, oh yeah, maybe this wasn't such a good idea after all, or maybe we should rethink this. So for, from my experience, uh, because you know I now have enough experience in both worlds, like done plenty of work in either way. So I can really say from, from my personal experience, I always hate the, the complexity that comes with it. So as a, like, I hate the, ex the expression full stack developer. I think that 
every developer should know some basic stuff and uh, you shouldn't give yourself a title if, if you know that those things but now your whole whole uh, whole knowledge stack needs to be like really wide so if i if i want to do a decouple maybe i use angular on the front end i use laravel in the back end so i really need to know angular and these are completely different development methodologies the the mindset is completely different the way you handle things is completely different so it's not so easy to jump from one to the other you know uh, okay the the syntax is not that different at least when you get used to it it's not but but really the way like uh, with with observables, with with promises, with everything in that you have in in TypeScript or JavaScript is totally different to the way you you work normally in, in PHP or or in, in some backend languages. And then this whole thing is is gets a bit too much, you know. Then of course the companies then have two teams that do this and do that. One team does front end work and they specialize in that. Other team, so you have like really a segregated, really separated. Uh, a type of of developers that you need but then again for the company it's a challenge okay we need to find angular developers and we need to find php developers and it comes at an increased cost so you have to plan for everything you need to manage all that you need to manage the communication because like every time you have communication between teams the effort level is up by i think 30 percent that's like the the nominal value that you say when you have when you have when you have communication to an external interface you have to factor that in when you're estimating when you're doing the actual work it will cost more time because you need to to build uh, around this this fence between between those two teams so uh for me personally as someone who does all the work so both front end and back end i hated the increased complexity that that comes with it because you you manage to to repositories you you know you have to take care of front end code of back end code uh, the other the other thing that that comes with this in the front end is that sometimes i ended up with, with huge libraries you know okay let me use this let me use this i need the charts i need i don't know uh, some uh, date plugins i need lodash i need whatever you end up with libraries that are a couple of of mb big and you know i mean it's fine we have fast internet but we need to draw the line somewhere and say like okay this is now becoming increasingly inefficient because like the browser needs to load all, the, all these things needs to run all these things uh and you know like if you check now i don't know it 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 wasn't like that like if you open your your uh, system uh, task manager you know and check like uh, memory usage now chrome chrome is dominating you know it, it used to be like it, I don't know whatever Netscape Navigator or Explorer or whatever we used to use, it was at the bottom of the list, and now like Chrome is using half of the resources, and this is due to to how how things are are happening now, and this is some of um, some of the downsides of it because you know it's it comes with increased complexity and it adds so much work to to the browsers themselves. Yeah, technology yeah. for all you know advantage <laughs> more people but more overhead in managing them different skill sets yeah. hires hiring is already complex and a challenge um yeah so it's yeah it, i had i had also the sorry to i have some more, <laughs> more points i'm not done <laughs> so, <laughs> so i i also uh it can be sometimes it can also be very dangerous uh i I was doing a, like a cleanup work on, on one app, which was done in Angular, which had, for example, uh, I, I mean, the, the change detection is generally the biggest problem for, for all the front end frameworks. 
because they promise you two-way binding. So basically, if you change something on the page, uh, in the in the code on the page, like in your framework, React, Vue.js, Angular, whatever, you you are you are get to be aware of that change. So this is what they call the two-way binding. Also, if you calculate something, it will be reflected in the browser. The user will see that change. And the way this change is detected is sometimes can be very inefficient. So like Angular, uh, Google changed from Angular 1 to Angular 2. They made a complete change because for this reason, because Angular 1 was so inefficient and was eating up so much uh so much of, of browser uh resources that they had to like change it from the ground up but even in angular 2 if you didn't know what you what you were doing like i i remember i opened the page it had two million listeners on a single page so every time you type like you, you hit a button on the keyboard it triggered two million like listeners you know and it was it was really terrible and this is this is what's really what's really dangerous because nowadays there are a lot of experts they are, they, they are real experts, but then they are experts who who like can do something quickly, but don't really understand what's happening in the background. And this is exactly because of this, because you jump in, you don't even know how we get got to this point and you just assume it works. And then you end up with something that's that's really killing. Like I had, I remember I had a table with 20 rows and it wouldn't render the browser died sometimes. And it's, it's really, it can be really be a huge problem. And then this comes again, for it to work properly, you need experts and you cannot be really an expert at everything. You need to choose your technologies and then it's increasingly hard to find resources because, you know, good people are, are I mean, easy for tag one to, to talk. We have, <laughs> I, I work with some really great people here, but otherwise, like I really, sometimes I had problems, not, not personally problems, but I, I've seen people who, who maybe don't, don't really know what they're doing in that regard. And then that can cause problems if you're not really, really an expert in this field. So this is something that for me, I wasn't aware of this. I have to say, I was also on the bad wagon, like, yeah, let's do it. I, I love this. I'm an engineer and I don't care about design and things like that. I just want to implement uh, business logic and, and focus on that. And then as it started to grow, as I've seen more and more projects, I'm like, okay, maybe we do have a problem here because this is not the first time this happens or, or another, another big example for me was, okay, uh, how do we separate uh, what goes where? Like uh, there are some really complicated, I mean, it sounds simple, you know, it's, but not everything is black and white. So it's not always easy to separate like, okay, what do I need to do in the front end and what do I need to do in the back end? Because with the monolithic, it was easy. You you have maybe front end validation, and that's where it stops. And everything else you do on the back end, and then it's clear. So okay, I will, I'll design it like this. And now it's like okay, do I need to move this maybe to the front end? How safe is it? Uh, I I will certainly save resources on the back end, and the server will have less to do. But is it a good idea? And and do I need to separate this process? Like, I don't know if I do some complicated calculations, is it safe to do it in, in TypeScript, in JavaScript, in the, in the browser? Or is it maybe a better idea to do it in the backend? And then if I do it in the backend, then I need to call an endpoint again. You know, so these sort of things like add up. And again, then it leads to like totally some, you know, it leads to projects that, that get canceled. It leads to projects that are in problems because you just don't factor this stuff in. And, and one of the, the biggest things that comes from all of this is that projects tend to take a lot longer than, than, than if you just jump in and do the work and that's it. You know, here you have to plan for, for a lot more things. 
So this is something that we figured out, you know, in the meantime, while doing doing all this work, you just somehow you <laughs> you you get to be aware of, of all these uh, negative, all these drawbacks. Yeah, they're, they're layer of layers of abstraction and these tools are really powerful and they enable people that otherwise wouldn't be able to create applications to do a tremendous amount of work very quickly. And that's fine for a certain class of applications, right? But when you yeah. start getting into the, you know, the territory of applications that we develop, I think that's where a lot of problems and challenges arise that you mentioned. You know, being quick and dirty and fast is super short-sighted um, yeah. and, and leads to a lot of problems and failures down the line. Um, and you, you need to have a significantly greater level of expertise and planning and design up front um, to achieve your short-term and be in a position to do your long-term goals. Um, so is there, uh, you know, there, there are some significant challenges to both approaches and we know there will never be a perfect approach, uh, because as soon as we have it, we're unhappy with it. Yeah. <laughs> we find something wrong. <laughs> um, is there some sort of, because, but, but, you know, these are, these are really great approaches that have a lot of benefits. Is, is there, a middle ground between them that starts to settle some of this out? Uh, yeah, so uh, I think there's, you know, as with with most things, uh, there there isn't and there is a, a right answer. So for me, first thing is you analyze so what what do I need? What do I want to do? Does it does really my my like uh, my application what I want to develop have a real benefit from from doing like completely decoupled approaches? is maybe a monolithic approach enough for me because you get what you need and you know nowadays you can it's not really i mean we have faster internet and everything so in some cases it might be just enough for what you need and on the on the other hand like if you need something more complicated if you really have a like a b2b application something that you know people will open and use the whole day on the screen uh and you have really the resources to develop it because you have to be aware that okay instead of doing it for six months maybe you'll need 18 months to develop it but then you know it will work fine then you should definitely consider that way and uh, in the meantime we have like a sort of a hybrid approach which is which is in the last i think a year uh, really starting to pick uh, to gain steam in in the laravel community is is this kind of hybrid approach where they make life easier as a developer for you to to create basically single page applications and and even pro progressive web applications without having to to dive into too much uh, front end code. So basically, you don't have to use some of the approaches use uh, front end frameworks in in JavaScript or TypeScript, and others like are you can mostly survive like with ninety five percent of writing just PHP and still end up with a, with a great user experience. So this is like the middle ground between those two. It's fairly fresh, fairly new. So it's still not clear as with everything, you know, we, we, we figured out what's wrong with, with both two old approaches. Still, it's still not clear where does, how does this stack up against everything? The early signs are promising. I, I did some, uh, some I already used uh, both approaches. One of them I, I used extensively. So I, I developed work. I even know one of the core developers in one of these libraries. And uh, it's so far, it's it's really a pleasant experience. I cannot guarantee that it will solve a bunch of problems. I'm not sure where does it stack up on this whole scale of 
small, middle, and huge projects, and how does how does it behave once we get to that point? But I think this is this is a neat way, and this is also a nice toolkit to have in this whole you know tug of war between should we do it this way that way? Now we can do it both ways, <laughs> basically. <laughs> so it's 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 nice, and I like it that there's like this third entry entrant in this in this game, where you know, as with everything, let's try to take both the best of the both worlds and try to combine them into one and then see see how this behaves. Awesome. Uh, that's a good segue to part th three. So uh, let's wrap up here. Uh, appreciate you walking us through some of the challenges with these monolithic applications and fully decoupled systems and, and finding that middle ground. Um, if you haven't already, please check out uh, part one, the overview of Laravel. Uh, next up is part three, the future of application development in Laravel and continuing this conversation. Uh, if you like this talk, please remember to upvote, subscribe, and share it out with your friends. You can check out our past talks at tagone.com slash tag team talks. As always, we would love your feedback and input on this talk or topic suggestions for future talks. Um, you can email us at tagteamtalks at tagoneconsulting.com. Again, Laszlo, huge thank you for joining us and thank you to everybody who tuned in. We'll be back soon.